Hi everyone, before we get into this week's show, we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting what we do. And now we've got a new way you can show your support by buying us a beer. Yep, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out. So if you would like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod to show your support for just £3. Loads of our wonderful listeners have been and bought us a beer and we massively appreciate that. Thanks so much. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. What, what decade from, like, let's say the 60s do you think has had this this music? There's a strong argument for, oh, like, the noughties. Noughties, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to say the noughties, but then it's so hard to say that when, like, we were teenagers. Yeah. So, like, everything that was around that was sort of, like, I don't know, when we were teenagers. But I suppose I just listened to mainly, like, 90s music yeah. as a teenager. So we think maybe the noughties. Yeah, I think I think the noughties. I think, but then I've not got. I'm not that sounds. This is really controversial, but eighties. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. A lot of in obviously all all the the stuff I liked that you despised. Majority of that was like noughties, so like Blink and Green. Well, I suppose yeah. Pete Blink and Green Day was like na- late nineties, I suppose. But um, yeah. But then for every, in my view, classic Blink album, you've got uh, My Chemical Romance or yes. somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then for you, for every Blur album, you'll have a, uh, like. Oh, OMC. <laughs> How, OMC? Bizarre. Which How bizarre. <laughs> How bizarre. Um, yeah. Also, the things that like 90s, 90s one hits. Can you remember uh, Baby Bird? Who did. Um, they sing. <laughs> because you're gorgeous. gorgeous. I'd, I'd do, do anything for you. you. Do you remember the Shire Horses? So they were. Mm-hmm. So they were a spoof band of all these, like. Uh, 90s Brit poppy sort of ones, so they did that, but right. instead of gorgeous, it was gormless. So it's like, because <laughs> you're gormless, and then uh, some of the other ones they did, they did the one, it went, um, it went a one, a two, a one. Oh, do you know what? I'm Dave, and I'm Greg, and we love watching films, great films. Bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This This is Dads on Film. (laughs) (laughs) That was weak. That was weak. Yeah. That was. I tell you why that was weak. I was all. I was listening to you, letting you have your moment. <laughs> and then I was. Gonna, and then I was going to go back to the noughties and go. Actually, the noughties music wasn't that bad because if you think like the Strokes album, this is it. That came out in two thousand and one. A two. A two. Yeah, yeah. Good, one, good. Two, but three, you did. That would have been better. But you didn't. But I didn't so. because, yeah, but you just crowbarred some tenuous. <laughs> Screw you. Anyway, anyway, yeah. I, uh... Have you been? Have you been to the last? Saw you three days. Three ago? days ago. Yeah, good. Done a. Sh- Schlot, <laughs> schlot of yep. uh, of decorating. The the nursery's pretty much done. Uh, but yep. there's still a lot to do. Yeah, lovely. Mm, how lovely. about you? I've got the other half of that joke for you. Oh yeah, go on. <laughs>
Ready? Yeah, go on for it. Go for and it. I, and I said, what's the word on the street? <laughs> That'll make sense in a few weeks for everybody. Yep. There you go. Amazing. You borrow that one. Amazing. What have you been doing? Gardening. Uh, How's the gardening? I've finished, finished the gardening. Oh, honestly, we must have moved about two tons of earth. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, and we decided to get rid of the old pond because it was gone very boggy and marshy and <laughs> mm. there wasn't there wasn't any life in it so uh i managed to get the liner up that was a big job and then like let it drain and then fill it with half of the earth the stuff that i didn't get to take to, to the tip nice. uh, and it's been cold ever since <laughs> so uh yeah good uh been, been at work a week i start oh yeah you're back aren't start, you next week yeah, yeah, start start a new role on oh. Monday. Kids are coming back, and my kids are going back to school, and yeah. you know, kind of getting back to normal ish. A bit, mm. a bit, a little bit. Believe it when I say. Any sign? When do you, when do you think you'll be back in work? In- College is back in on Monday, but they've said we're not because we're marketing. When we're not in yet. Um, to be fair, I'm going to try and just put it off until after the baby <laughs> anyway because i'm having i'm having like a month off i only had two oh. weeks off last time with ben and i just, I just yeah. what, didn't feel like enough for me personally no, no. so yeah i'm going to try and have as long well, as i possibly can yeah yeah it's it's a pretty cool time yeah it kind of does go by in a flash definitely yeah so yeah so hopefully i probably from the looks of it i probably won't be back won't be in physically in the office till probably may Something like that, ideally. But yeah, there we go. We had any messages, Greg? Uh, yes, we have. We've actually not only have we had, had uh, messages, we've had voice messages. Ooh, his mic. I watched. Uh, I care a lot last night, and um, agreed with you about Rosamund Pike and some bits of it. Um, thought some, it was really uh, some really good acting in it. I thought she was brilliant and quite scary. Um, but there was just, just no need for for it to be a, a a Russian gangster film. Like, what's scarier, the fact that in America someone can legally go to a court and then be able to sell your house whilst paying them, or the Russian mob? Like, just made it a little bit ridiculous. Debate, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe say uh, the Russian mob, <laughs> and but at the near the start um, when it was it was Rosamund Pike and then the lawyer when they were sort of head to head and you're looking almost directly head on at them, um, yeah, I thought that was really good because you really sort of felt that. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was brilliant, and then I, th- I I was quite surprised that it was written by. Um, written and directed by the same person I thought it was sort of two it felt like it was two different films put together like two different ideas try to work as one um, so I'm not sure if the guy went to a Hollywood studio and they went oh I know let's make this more Hollywood and add some Russian gangsters to it and she was a, she was a really hard cool person who was like yeah I know I'm being a bit of a dick but this is what I've got to do to survive, which is hard enough, which is sort of not not hard or scary, but, like, which made her strong enough. And then in the final third, all of a sudden she turns into Elizabeth Salander and starts wearing disguises and sneaking into places. Just do one, will you? Ruined a perfectly good film there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, mate. 
Heartfelt and passionate. Very valid points, though. I I, I agree with a lot of it, to be honest. Rosamund Pike. There, yeah, congr- Rosamunda. Rosamunda. Congratulations, uh, congratulations. Rosamunda, with your <laughs> Golden Globes win. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gaining an excellent, uh, an extra syllable. With your name. <laughs> uh, um, to be honest, we might be wrong. It might not even be Rosamund. I think no, it is Rosamund. Yeah. Okay. It is. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, cool. Thanks for that. What's she, what? What? <laughs> what's her name? Don't tell him, Pike. <laughs> Pike. <laughs> <laughs> <Got it. laughs> So yeah, thank you, Mike. If uh, if you've seen anything and you uh, anything we've been speaking about, send your comments in. Uh, a little bit later on, we're doing a bit of a, a recap of some of the films we've watched uh, so far this year uh, in return of our much loved feature, a list full of dollars. Yes. Have you watched any films this week, Greg? No, I've actually <laughs> not. No, but to be well, to be fair to us we did squeeze in an extra podcast yes we did so, <laughs> for that so other than the stuff we're discussing today uh no have you yes i rewatched tenet you? for oh yeah finally uh i watched it with what, my wife oh, and, and what do you like on the second watch it's a long film <laughs> <laughs> it's not that long um, did, yeah did you get more out of it the first time I, like no it's another one I, Part of me enjoyed it more because I kind of knew what was going on and I could I could notice particular things and you know follow the the plot threads and things like that a little bit more. But then the other part of me was like, it's pretty ridiculous this film. So I yeah. don't know. It was, yeah, yeah, it was a bit yeah. of a it was a bit of an odd experience to be honest. Max really liked it, uh, which was Good. like which was really sort of like nice to sort of see. Um, I'd I'd rather I'd rather see a film like. Aim really high, yeah. And perhaps not, not be perfect. Mm. Then, like, be really safe. And Nolan's, you know, a brave filmmaker. Yeah, will definitely. Do that. And um, it's, it's definitely something special that people will, you know, talk about for many years. Yeah, I, I don't think it's quite a, the classic that I maybe thought it would have been uh, originally. Sort of, and I, f- I felt the same with um, Interstellar. Like the second yeah. the second viewing of Interstellar, I was like, "Yeah, it's not it's not that good actually." Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. particularly like Interstellar. Um, question for you: mm. the Priya bit at the end. Yes. When is that? That that's after everything. That's the last part of the timeline, I think. What the, what the the most recent yeah. thing you see in the whole thing? Yeah, I think so. But he okay. is, he's still from the future. He's obviously, she's left him a message, hasn't she? And he's come back a couple of days to, is, uh, is, to is it out. Max? I, is, I think he is. Yeah. I think the kid is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I read a, another, like another, like a ridiculous one that Michael Caine is, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> but, like, I don't think that, would, right. I don't really think that mm. could possibly work to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, there yeah. you go. Cool. Cool. I have a question for you, Gregory. Go on then. What's your question? What the hell is coming up on today's episode? Well, I've got some answers for you, David. Cue that music. Next up, David's handed in his homework. Uh, having seen the two popes on Netflix. Then we've got this week's film news. Uh, then we're discussing new film this week, the new Billie Eilish documentary on Apple TV Plus, The World's a Little Blurry. Then we've got this week's A List Full of Dollars, uh, where we recap uh, the best films that we've seen this year uh, so far. Um, then we're taking a look at this week's Golden Globes winners um, and comparing them to 
our predictions or the ones we sort of tipped for wins uh, early, about four weeks ago. Spoiler, we didn't do very well. Uh, this week's So Solid You is Big Hero 6, and then we'll get everyone's a critic and we'll be setting homework. Let's make episode nine of series yes. two let's of a podcast. Do, let's do it. Have you done your homework, David? Yes, Greg, I have done my homework. Uh, so Great. last last week, Greg set me um, the 2019 slash 2020, depending on when, what country you're in, I suppose, uh, Netflix released yep. The Two Popes, uh, starring uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins and uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Price? Is it Jonathan Price? Yeah, Jonathan Price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do I get? Yeah. Why am I getting confused uh, with Jonathan? Pr- oh, Vincent Price. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is the two posts. The little. Uh, do you want a little little synopsis or something? Yeah, give me a little synopsis. What's the two popes about? Okay, so behind Mm. Vatican walls, the conservative Pope Benedict XVI and the liberal future Pope Francis must find common ground to forge a new path for the Catholic Church. Um, Mm. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight off IMDb. (laughs) That's cool. I mean, I don't know about you, but like for me, when I first found out about this film, the only thing that sold it to me was Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price. Yeah. Um, well, giants. It was giant, yeah, giant, they're absolutely they're just they're just giants in, in two small as, men. In they're the giants. Industry. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, a bit of weird, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because I mean, you know, like me, it's 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 a topic that I otherwise. I'm very ignorant to. Uh, I'm all, I'm don't. very ignorant to it, but also I couldn't give a f- as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, you know, it is... It, <laughs> I don't know, I'm getting a bit giddy. giddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, here's a clip. I'm not familiar with this part of the garden. Where are we? Uh, maybe this way where there is some shade. Oh, yeah. Perhaps we'll find God over there on the journey. I'll introduce you to him. We defend 2,000 years of tradition, but Cardinal Bergoglio, he knows better. No, no. We have spent these last years disciplining anyone who disagrees with our line on divorce, on birth control, on being gay. While our planet was being destroyed, while inequality grew like a cancer, we worried about whether it was all right to speak the mass in Latin, whether girls should be allowed to be altar servers. We built walls around us, and all the time, all the time, the real danger was inside, inside with us. Okay, so the film picks up and we are... Uh, we are electing a new Pope. Uh, obviously, spoilers, this is uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, Wonderfully played, played by, by Sir Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. You know, Anthony Hopkins. Um, <laughs> but it's a fairly first close... <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, the first Welsh-German Pope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a fairly close call between um, uh, Benedict and uh Francis. What becomes Francis. What becomes yeah, Francis, what? yeah. Jorge, it's called Ber- Jorge. Berg- Berglio- Berglioni? Berglioni. Jorge Berglioni. Berglioni. Yeah. Um, George, George Berglioni. Jorge. Yeah. 
Jorge. Jorge. I love saying yes. that. Anyway, and there's, um, the, the, they are vastly different people. Um, Anthony Hopkins' character is very sort of, is very conservative. He's very uh, uh, reserved. He's very, um, like, I don't know, like politically correct, I suppose. Yeah. And then um, uh, Jorge is, uh, you know, the, <laughs> first time they, yeah, the first time they meet is in, in the toilets in the Vatican. And he's like, what's that hymn you're whistling? And he's like, oh, it's Dancing Queen by ABBA. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's brilliant. He's, he's yeah. such... An amazing character, and I think it's 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 pretty important to say Jonathan Price is it. This is his film. Mm. Anthony Hopkins definitely is a supporting character in, yeah, in this yeah. film, um, yeah. and he's absolutely wonderful. And yeah, I <laughs> absolutely loved it. It was oh yes, yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's not it's not actually hard, it's not hard to explain. It's just a wonderful little like kind of little film self-contained film of these two gentlemen getting to know each other and actually yeah. essentially falling in love with each other it, you yeah. know in, in, but not in like a romantic way it's no. so lovely and yeah you get kind of you get some more a lot of backstory into jonathan price's um character um yeah which is really fascinating about you know, kind of like the political history of argentina and, and things like that mm. but it is more about this sort of relationship there's a really really nice quote um and when they're in a in a helicopter, Anthony Hopkins says, uh, "You're very popular. This popularity uh, is there a trick to it?" And uh, John mm. Price says, I, "I just try and be myself." <laughs> Anthony Hopkins goes, "Oh, whenever I try and be myself, people don't seem to like me very much." <laughs> I just think that just sums just sums yeah. it up. And uh, you know, I, I love how it's kind of it's you know loosely based on based on the true story of of the you know the two most recent popes, um, yeah. which which was brilliant. I really really liked that. Um, I also, well, sort of noticed, noted halfway through, I'd not really done much research on, on the film before I started watching it. Um, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I, I recognize this film. I recognize sort of the style of this film and, and the, yeah. the kind of choices behind this film. And it's directed by Fernando, it's Mariel, isn't it? Um, yes. Mariel is, who was one of the co-directors of City of God. Which you know ah, is the uh, okay. Brazilian film I, I sort of put you onto a, a good yeah. you know six months ago or something like that. But knowing sure. that now, you can so tell uh, it it, yeah. it loves kind of playing around with different sort of uh, filming formats. There's a lot of different sort of aspect ratios. Some bits are filmed mm. on on film. Some bits are on digital to sort of represent these particular like. Um, uh, periods that, that, that they're mm. living in, um, which again is a big thing that they do in, in City of God. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't really got much more to say. It was bloody brilliant. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Just to give it, so to give it a, bit, a bit more context, it's all to do with, I think, um, the Jonathan Price's character is a cardinal in mm. uh, Argentina, isn't he? Yeah. And he wants, he decides basically he wants to resign. He's got a bit some big issues with the Catholic mm. Church. And it was around that time where there were big yeah. issues of the Catholic yeah. Church to do with, you know, um, brushing things under the rug to do mm. with uh, sex allegations, things like that. So he goes to Rome to hand in his resignation. And that's when, um, you know, Pope Benedict sort of starts to get to know him. And then it transpires that actually through their relationship and through things that, that Benedict learns, it's actually Benedict that decides he wants to resign in the end. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, yeah. So that's the sort of history to it. Uh, and there's... Um, 
qu- quite a special uh, bit for me. My favorite bit is in the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. So uh, they get, and then because it's just become open to the public, and they find a little bolt hole, like a little room, side room, yeah. where they end up going and sitting and chatting all about their lives, and mm. um, you know, and it, does it, one of them confess? I've not seen it in a while. It's one, one of them. Yeah. Conf- yeah, yeah, yeah. Confesses. I think the yeah, yeah, it's Benedict confesses to Francis, which is that's or, or it, he, or whatever. Y- um, yeah, and. I'm not without giving much away. The ending, the ending's beautiful. Is beautiful. It's, so it's just beautiful. so beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm really glad you like it. And it's yeah. just, it, it's I think it, it's the greatest testament to the film is if it can take a subject that you're not interested in, in the slightest, and through two sensational performances. And it's not just about performances. It's like you say, it's about the filmmaking. It's about the choice hmm. of cinematography, and it's about the direction, and it's about the wonderful script, but. To make to make me interested in a yeah. film about two popes, it's got to be a damn good film. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely <laughs> um, agree with you. Um, cool. There's just loads of just touching little moments and funny little moments. Like they're like, oh, we we should eat something, and instead of like getting the Vatican kitchen, he's like, oh, there's a great pizza place outside, and he like he, he just gives him like you know a few euros <laughs> to get him a couple of pizzas and some. You just see two popes opening Fantas, you know. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really, really yeah. good. And I so, do hope yeah. so much of those little beautiful moments happened. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I that's. Think, I think some of them would have done. I think you yeah. know. Yeah, it's so. it's always nice to see behind these figures of, you know, great authority, like see them sort of with the guard down. You know what I mean? It's why, it's why everyone, it's why everyone likes it behind the scenes. It's like Mm. why everyone likes sort of like a, a candid uh, documentary about someone who is quite sort of mysterious. It's, It's great. And, I think that's why it's so lovely really, because these are usually characters that hold themselves in with such, you know, clear cut, sort of integrity mm. uh, in public that that's a really bad way of saying it but you get what i mean yeah, um, yeah. cool i'm glad you like it that's been would you say greg this film mm. is into the wild or wild child <laughs> into the wild please yeah fantastic me too loved it where can we see this uh, film greg it's available on netflix This is the news. So news. <laughs> um, okay, few bits of news then. Not not tons. Um, so I like a good zombie film, Greg. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm partial to a zombie film. Partial to a good zombie film. Well, there is a new. Zack Snyder zombie film. So this is basically, uh, so this is called Army of the Dead. Um, right. Zack Snyder's history, his first proper bud, uh, proper sort of studio film he directed was the remake of Dawn of the Dead from maybe like 2004, 2005, something like that. And actually, it was pretty bloody good. And then he sort of went on and, you know, did some questionable films however once yeah. uh, all the palaver happened with justice league and he, you know he left the, he left the set and all that sort of stuff the film he made then was this sort of this zombie film it's based in uh, vegas and it's almost like a, a heist film going on during a like a zombie apocalypse uh okay. stars dave batista, batista um right. and and a few others but the first trailer got released last week it looks pretty good if i'm honest cool. with you uh it, it may be crap it's probably going to be really crap 
Uh, it was only a teaser trailer, but it looked a bit like, um, you know, like, remember like World War Z or like the swarm and, and uh, Train to Busan, yeah. like the swarms of, of zombies. It kind of looked yeah. a bit like that. So, you know, I think, I think we're all, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how much I say I like zombie films. We're all a little bit exhausted with all these zombie films and zombie TV shows now. So I hope it does something a little bit different. But there, And there aren't, they all, aren't they already developing a prequel for it? Oh, for Army of the Dead, yeah, yeah, probably. Let's face it, <laughs> you know. I think I think Netflix are heavily involved in it all as well. Yeah, well, it is a Netflix release. I think it's out in May, something like that. So yeah, not too long to wait for that one. Okay, latest uh, superhero news. Yeah, we always get a lot of superhero news. Um, so J.J. Abrams is producing a new Superman film, but this isn't a Henry Cavill Superman film. Um, no. However, it is going to be a uh, black Superman. So the big uh, rumors are going to be that it's going to be Michael B. Jordan in the role, Um, which, you know, fine by me, pretty cool. I'm kind of losing or maybe I've lost all my kind of patience now with this, with the DC films, because they're so all over the place with who, okay, well, what timeline is this? And what is, is, is this canon to, to these particular films on, on, and, and whatever. So I've no idea where this sits, but you know, we'll yeah. wait and see on that one. I, I suppose. think, yeah, it's, I mean, it's be quite interesting. I think, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know if this is a sort of lazy, lazy comparison, but uh, the whole Miles Morales thing, I think is really mm. interested in the Spider-Man uh, universe. And I hope, I hope they are going further with that. Um, in the Marvel universe, um, but yeah, well, why not? Mm, okay. Why not? Why not? Um, and then the last kind of bit of news um, for for this section is there. Um, it's a new trailer for the new Disney Pixar film called Luca. So this is um, set in Italy, and it's about two young boys who um, sort of have you know the they enjoy them enjoying themselves, you know being boys and being sort of uh, childish and mischievous. However, they've got a little secret. They are mere men. Oh. Wow. <laughs> that wow. took a turn, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. yeah, looks fine. We'll see. I'm a bit... Right. Yeah. I don't know with Pixar at the minute. I don't think they've... It's not... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The okay. trailer looked fine. I, I didn't... Didn't get the the cocoa feels, Greg. No, Definitely didn't. No, but yeah, there you go. And also, then it was the uh, Golden Globes this weekend. Yeah, Sunday night. Cool. Yeah, but let's talk about that on the other side of this jingle. Right then. Uh, so about four weeks ago, uh, we got the Golden Globes nominations mm. and we had a little bit of a chat about it. So if you go back four episodes, you can hear us uh, chatting a bit. Like the uh, 78th Golden Globe nominations have been announced. Yeah. So I thought just quickly, we'll just sort of run through the, the main kind of categories. It's worth noting. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> like He's not playing the whole thing, is he? Uh, um, <laughs> But, but we went through them, and um, there's a lot of nominations which we've just not been able to get our hands on yet. They've not come mm. out okay, which is just really, really frustrating. Yeah, definitely. And I don't, I don't know whether some of that is because we're in this sort of 
no man's land now, especially in the UK where we've got this promise that things are going to open up a bit more. So I think I think a lot of distribute, distributors are holding on to things for cinema releases. So yeah. it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like, on the one, th- one hand, I'm chomping at the bit wanting to see some of these films that mm. have been nominated. But at the same time, if we're waiting for theatrical releases, cool. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is cool. But then unfortunately, you know, we're not going to get them for award season. So... We're going to get these films that win all these awards, and we're like, well, actually, I would have preferred to have seen it for myself before they actually received these, but that didn't make a difference. Here we are, <laughs> but, you know. Um, okay, so uh, let's have a bit of a run through. Um, we'll do a category at a time. Uh, drama, then. Uh, we, as we said, nom- nominated was Mank, Trailer Chicago Seven, Nomadland, Nomadland, which we haven't seen, Promising mm. Woman, which we haven't seen, and The Father, which we haven't seen, and The Winner, Dave. It was Nomadland, yeah. So, uh, Francis McDormand. Yeah. Uh, hearing lots of good things. Yeah. Just hearing comment. them, though. Just <laughs> hearing them, though. Still. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be a lot of that, I think. <laughs> okay. What else we got? Um, so, we have got Best Comedy and music, uh, comedy or Musical. That's kind of the way they do it. So, uh, nominated for these were Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, Hamilton, yeah. your favourite music, which... Don't Bombed. get me started on that one. Um, Palm Springs, which I absolutely love, and The Prom. And the winner was, Greg? Uh, it was Borat, subsequent, Borat. subsequent movie film, which uh, I'm very surprised about, I have to say. To be honest, uh, I, well, you know, it, it was that or Hamilton, really, wasn't it? Let's, let's face I, it. But so. For me, I mean, yeah, as we've spoken about it at length, but I, I, I quite enjoyed Borat. It was all right, but... Yeah. But Hamilton, flaming hell. Anyway, <laughs> best okay, director. Yeah. Best director. Then um, we had Mank, David Fincher, uh, Trial of Chicago Seven, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, haven't seen the far, uh, not the father, um, and One Night in Miami, which we have seen. So mm. uh, out there. So actually, out of them, we have seen three of them. Wow! Oh my god! Out Can't of five, believe it. <laughs> what one, Dave? Um, Nomadland. <laughs> okay, haven't seen it. The one we haven't seen. Uh, okay, so we got Best Actor in a Drama. So uh, nominees were Chadwick Boseman um, for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Riz Ahmed for uh, Sound of Metal, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Tahar Rahim in The Mauritanian. And the winner was yep. Chadwick Boseman. Um, so this is, we kind of said... Fine. So we said be fine. surprised if you got it. Fine. Yeah. I, do, I personally don't think he'll get the Oscar. Um, well, but we don't I, even know the nominees for the Oscars yet. They've not even no. And it's again so hard to comment. We've not had uh, Mauritanian here. We've not had Sound of Metal here. Uh, we've not had The Father here. So um, yeah, it's difficult to comment. But I mean, it's a great performance. If you've not seen Mauritanian's Black Bottom, go and see it. It's a cool film with a cool performance from Chadwick Boseman. Should it have won? I don't know. Probably not. Um, okay. Best actor in a motion picture musical comedy. So uh, we had James James Corden in The Prom. Ridiculous. Wow. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in uh, Borat. Lynn Mamagam Miranda in Hamilton. Uh, Dev Patel for Personal History of David Copfield. And Andy Samberg in Palm Springs. I'm uh, so gutted Dev didn't get this. I'm yeah. so gutted. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, the winner was Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, for Borat, so the second time he's won as that character. <laughs> well, this was, for, yeah, well, 
Yeah. Okay, so Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Nominees, we had Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day in United States versus Billie Holiday, uh, Vanessa Kirby, Piece of a Woman, Francis McDormand, No Man Land, and Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. And the winner of this one was Andrew Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, which we've not seen, actually. I've not really heard much about it. No, it is available. has become available this oh. week. So, okay. um, yeah, it's it's out there. Uh, maybe we'll watch it this week, possibly. Well, let's see. Maybe. Just we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it's, yeah, uh, I mean, I, fan, I fancy Vanessa Kirby for that, for Pieces of a Woman. Mm. Uh, but hey-ho. There you go. Um, okay, you Best Actress, Motion Picture, Musical Comedy. Uh, so we had Rosamund Pike, I Care A Lot, Maria Bakalova, Borat, uh, Kate Hudson in Music, Ridiculous, Michelle Pfeiffer in French Exit, and Anya Taylor-Joy in uh, Emma. And the winner was Greg. It was Rosamund Pike. For, yes, it was. Uh, which, which, hey, a winner of a film that we that actually predicted. Can't about. believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we didn't predict it. Oh, no, we didn't predict it. No, we didn't predict we didn't. it. We've just no, seen no, it. No. <laughs> and you know what? Well deserved. She was bloody brilliant yeah. in that film. Yeah. That's really, cool. really was. Yeah. Okay, then. Supporting actor. Um... Sasha Baron Cohen again, but this time for Trials of Chicago 7. Uh, my best mate and the love of my life, Jared Leto uh, in The Little <laughs> Things. Bill Murray on The Rocks. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. And Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. And the winner, Greg? Uh, it was uh, Daniel Kaluuya for yes, Judas and the Black Messiah. And, yeah. I mean, whilst I've not seen it, I'm a massive fan of Daniel Kaluuya. I've said mm. it before. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that when it becomes available. It's not available. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Su- supporting actress then? Actress, we've got Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, the father, Jodie Foster, the Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried in Mank, and Helena Zengel for News of the World, which we've seen, Greg. Wow. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. We also Look, saw Mank so, as well. So Yeah, we've seen Mank in News of the World, so that's all we can comment on. Um, yeah. But the yeah. winner... Was, both good, uh, both good supporting roles. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely, definitely. But yeah, the winner was Jodie Foster in the Martini, which I actually saw a trailer for this yesterday, and it looked really good. It does look uh, good, but we yeah. have not got it yet. We've not got <laughs> it yet. I think it's something like the first of April. I think so. Right. You know, next month. Let's see. Okay, cool. best screenplay. Then uh, you've got Mank, uh, Trial of Chicago Seven. So we've seen both of those. Nomadland, which we haven't seen. Promising Young Woman, which we haven't seen. And The Father, which we haven't seen. And The Winner, Dave? <laughs> Charles Chicago 7, Aaron Sorkin. Which I fully endorse. Yeah, I... You, I, you, know. you, you sure? Yeah. I didn't like the... Well, the film was fine. It's fine. Good script, but the film was fine. Let's, okay. not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Uh, should we do a bit of music? Should we do, ran yeah, off with the, the music categories? Best score, okay. best song? Best score then? Um, so the nominees were Mank, News of the World. I'm trying to look at this. Pa, Soul. <laughs> Soul. Yep. Tenet. Tenet got uh, a nomination. Guy, bloody hell, Tenet actually got something. But it didn't uh, win. <laughs> nope. So uh, the and the award for best score goes to Soul. Hey. Yeah. Uh, and best song, finally. Uh, nominees again: uh, Trial of Chicago Seven, oh. One Night in Miami, Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. The Life uh, Ahead, The Life Ahead, and United States versus Billy Holiday. And the winner was The Life Ahead, which I've never even heard of. Nope, neither have I. Um, but I'm trying to think what song is in Trial of Chicago Seven. Anyway, 
That was called the Globes. The Chicago <laughs> Seven, baby. You know the words. Yeah. Troll of the Chicago Seven. Troll of the Chicago Seven. It's a troll. <laughs> it's catchy. Yeah. Didn't win, <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> um, so that was the Golden Globes, uh, which kind of kicks off the award season. It's a little bit of a sort mm-hmm. of, it gives you a little bit of a warm up and a bit of a feel for how yeah. um, the BAFTAs and the Oscars and the other big ones might uh, may go. Yeah, uh, definitely. So yeah, it's just nice. It's just nice to have some <laughs> nice to have some nice to have some recognition for some of these films yeah, that we have not seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was the Golden Globes and a completely redundant exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and I t- do you know what I tell you? Tell it's so sad. I mean, I watch films because I like watching films, but mm-hmm. another reason I love watching new films is because usually I like it getting to award season and I can look down the nominees and go, I can form a very strong opinion on this yeah, because I've yeah. seen all those nominees. And mm-hmm. this year I can't. <laughs> Should we speak about a new film? Let's speak about a new film, Greg. And we've not done this before, have we? What? Do a, do a documentary? This week, we are talking about a documentary. Wow. wow. Whoa. Yeah, I, feel like we, I feel like we might disagree on this one as well. So uh, mm. let's just dive in. <laughs> so this week, we are reviewing the new release to Apple TV+. Plus. Which it's a ridiculous name for a streaming service, that and it. It's like we've got Apple TV, which is like a thing. Let's whack a plus on it, and that can be our yeah, our uh, streaming yeah. service. Anyway, lazy. Uh, but this is the new Billie Eilish uh, documentary. What's it called? The world. What, hmm? um, uh, 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 the world uh, is blurry, or something about blurs. Uh, the world's a little blurry. The the world's a little blurry. There you go. Brilliant. Okay. And this basically uh, documents her, uh, maybe sort of like a year or so of her life um, from the final stages of uh, writing and recording her album to the release all the way up to basically the Grammys. Um, yeah. Also you know. with some archive footage thrown in there as yeah. well. Yeah. A bit older. Like but I think they, yeah. but they, they started making the documentary uh, in 2018, I think. Yeah. 2018 uh, when she was 17. Yeah. Okay. And to be honest, not much much more setup that's needed. We got a clip? Uh yes. We've got a Here's clip. Here's a clip. You're gonna go that dark with this song? Are you seriously implying that you jump off the roof? Do you feel okay about the song like that? You don't worry about that? I feel like it's something I wanna have said. You don't worry about this song is the reason I don't like having this way of saying it instead of doing it is better. And so, if you don't know about Billie Eilish, she sort of like shot to fame in 2019. Uh, when I think March 2019, when she released her album When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Uh, and sort of the the film goes 
there's a real deep dive into sort of her life and her process of writing, particularly with her older brother, uh, Phineas. Phineas? Phineas. Phineas. Okay, cool. Um, And she has, I think it's fair to say, had an unconventional upbringing. She's... uh, she, I think she's homeschooled, a very sort of creative musical family, um, encouraged to sort of make music from a very young age. And she's got this very close relationship with a brother who basically writes and produces music just in the bedroom at home. And it's that's quite a fascinating process in in itself to sort of see. Um, for me, what's I mean, I've I, Billie Eilish, I've I've seen her, and I've I get very skeptical of. When I, when I see these artists and I'm like, you know, when they shoot fame so much, so yeah. quickly, and it feels quite sort of contrived, and that I'm, I'm just because of my nature, I'm, I kind of like would steer away from mm. something that gets that popular that quick and it's like, what's going on here? Although I did like her, I really liked that, I really liked that record. Um, obviously, Bad Guys, the song that everyone knows, and it's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful song, and it's something very different to. Uh, anything that's been around for quite some well quite some time um i have to say in sort of having a vague intrigue in her before watching this uh, i was quite fascinated and drawn in and for me as 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 an artist it's clear to me that she absolutely is the real deal um you know she's she she's quite she's quite genuine um in in her sort of process um in the way she sort of uh, holds herself and the integrity and the sort of moral standards she, no, and the sort of standards she she sort of lives by and stands by she's a very troubled um, young girl but for me it was just nice to see sort of like that warts and all um, very sort of genuine portrayal of her um, you've got the, a, a big sort of subtext of the whole film is the involvement of her parents and the thing I like about this film is it's very good documentary making in that it just presents it, it presents it presents you with her sort of like a general, you know, typical um, day in the life and the involvement of her parents and the involvement of other people in her world um, and allows you to draw your own um, sort of conclusions conclusions of it because in some ways her parents' involvement is quite alarming. They are quite sort of pushy, very sort of very heavily involved in everything she does but then you forget she's a very young girl she's you know mm. she's a teenager at the end of the day so sort of it, it, make, it makes sense in a sort of caring way but sometimes for me it kind of goes a bit too far and it kind of brought the question to me is like would she be where she is without them but at the same time is it healthy they're involved yeah. they're involved with her I don't know. I found that very interesting. She's got Tourette's and she's got these physical tics that she has to contend with. Um, and she's obviously very emotionally troubled. And like that clip suggested, you know, a lot of her songwriting is genuinely an outlet for some sort of quite dark thoughts in her head. Um, yeah, it does some quite sort of harrowing, not harrowing, but some quite sort of disturbing sort of uh, it's got some quite sort of disturbing scenes um, where she's forced in front of cameras. She's forced to meet people uh, who are associated with the label. And this poor girl, she's just absolutely not feeling it. And she doesn't want to be there. And she wants to sort of get away. And it just left me this feeling of like, wow. You know, it, it's this, you can see why these sort of young stars, you know, end up turn turning to drink and drugs and things like that, which incidentally is something that Billie Eilish has got no interest in. But it's sort of suggested about, you know, that that could happen to her in in 
you know, down the line in some time. For me, it left me with this overwhelming sense of Christ as we need to look after this one. Like, mm. you know, as, as, yeah. as, as sort of society as sort of, you know, people who might be interested in her as, as a public figure and things like that. She, very sort of brittle, very fragile character. Um, and it says a lot about that sort of celebrity status and especially uh, how it can sort of take its toll on someone um, who does so much so young. You didn't like it so much, though, did you? Go on, why? No, I, so I I really like it and, and, and really respect. I, to be honest, everything you said, I, I, I agree with the majority of it. Um, I, I genuinely like her music. I think she's, you know, a... She, what's the word I'm looking for? I think, like, she deserves all the recognition. Her and her brother deserve all the recognition they've got. Um mm. God, they can write a bloody catchy tune. That's you know, that's that you cannot <laughs> yeah, yeah. cannot uh, you know doubt that. Um, my problem more is with with the film itself and um, what it was doing. I, I kind of question how, considering how authentic she is, and you know, a brother and 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 them as kind of like, almost like a brand. I do question how authentic some of the film was. I think it was all maybe a little bit too convenient. Some of the some of the things that happened in it, you know, the uh, they they filmed her breakup, just happened mm. to be filming her breakup. They just happened to be there when when other kind of key things happen. Um, and I don't know. I just kind of got the impression that maybe some of it was a little bit forced. Um, mm. Considering I I do sort of regard her quite highly, I was getting a little bit fed up of her towards the end of the film if i'm right. honest with you yeah, i just yeah, wrote the word that. just wrote the word the word brat a few times um well, yeah. throughout um and to be honest not the not the bits where you know she kicked off for for you know the uh legitimate reasons you know like the scene you said with with all the kind of uh the meet and greet that she's forced to do it's so uncomfortable and you completely and, feel for her and i, I can what's more and what? then she's criticised afterwards for not seeing. No, exactly. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. But but there's just like just some bits. She's just like uh, you know she'll do an amazing take of the song, and she's like, oh, that, that was awful. I don't want to do this anymore. I hate writing songs. It's like you don't. So shut up, okay. So just yeah. getting a bit a bit sort of bratty. A thing. Another thing for me, like. I, I was getting frustrated by everybody else as well because I just felt like she's just surrounded by enablers and they were all just like encouraging some of this behavior. And I was, I was just got, I was getting a little bit frustrated by it as well. So much so that I was, it, it, it was kind of, it was putting me off a little bit and I wasn't enjoying the kind of viewing experience as much. I was, especially a mum. I thought a mum yeah. was just like, you know, a mum's well, an actress it. as well. So I think that sort of, that speaks for itself as well, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Well, um, <sighs> I mean, the thing thing for me is I genuinely feel for the girl and kind of think, mm. you know, she can't win because clearly she wants to be this artist who makes music and she wants the focus to be on her music. And I don't think it's a contrived thing that she, you know, the way she dresses, she wears baggy clothes because she doesn't want to be mm. about a, a sexualized figure. You know, she wants her music to speak for herself, and yes, yeah, she is an interesting character. But for, 
she's essentially a product though as well i mean and mm. i know those things go hand in hand to be that popular as a musician how can you not be a product when you're essentially making the labels you work with the you know the festivals you play for um, and every other stakeholder you you are valuable to them and making them lots mm. of money um this is the bit where i worry about her you know her handling of it sort of down the mm. line in the future i mean it's a sh- isn't it such a shame that those things have to go hand in hand success as a musician yeah. and you know i it's very difficult to think of that many people who are as successful as she is mm. and manage to sort of stay grounded at the same time. Yeah. No, and exactly. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I kind of think she is a brat. Yeah, she is a brat, but God, you can see why. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but then, then I'm like, just looking, I don't know whether this is as a parent, but like looking at the sort of family life and looking at all the, you know, all the kind of archive footage. I'm, I, I, I just go back to that sort of enabler. I just feel like she's she's just a, maybe been a little bit spoiled throughout her life. Yeah. I, maybe we're going off on one slightly here. Anyway, back to the film. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked all the music stuff, of course I did, and I, it was a fascinating look into the kind of DIY. She, she was almost like a DIY pop star, which I, I quite liked. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, I just think like every sort of twist and turn that happened in the film we've seen it all before in countless other music documentaries. And I just feel that for, for an artist who's so sort of groundbreaking, it was a fairly kind of bind the numbers documentary and fairly sort of uninspiring. I think if you compare it to some of, some other like classic uh, music documentaries, um, uh, McDonald's, um, the Marley, the Bob Marley one, maybe searching for sugar man, the Kurt Cobain, a montage of heck documentary i actually yeah. feel like billy eilish would her kind of style was far more suited to something like montage of heck i don't know if you've ever seen it but it's so like kind yeah. of uh, visually stunning and and like uh combines a lot of like um animation in there and things like that. and i just felt like this film i was just a bit like you know she's so particular about her brand and her kind of like uh what she kind of puts out i'm surprised she was so you know on board with putting this out because I just felt it was just a bit boring to be well, honest. It's, overall, it's it's too long. It's too yeah, long. It's far too that. long. Yeah, it's it's too long. It's like um, two and a half mean, hours long. I mean, let's. Yeah. I mean, let us be honest. The reason that if you are, if you're an artist and you let the cameras in for two years and you yeah. get them to make this film, it's it's wonderful publicity. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been going back to playing playing her record. Yeah, me too. Since, since, <laughs> since Sunday, quite a bit, um, and it's just a sensational record. Um, I, I think it got it did the job completely of getting me, you know, interested in her. I found mm. out loads about her. Um, I respect her massively as an artist, and that you know, like, like we've sort of alluded to, the fact that she wants to direct her own videos and be hands on in that respect, and you know, make all the all the creative decisions. I think that's wonderful. I just hope she doesn't continue to get exploited. That mm. is that that uncomfortable sense of watching her get exploited, and I don't know how much of like this film is almost part of it's part of that machine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's doing that you know, in itself. I'll just say one thing as well. So she's speaking about early on about how she's this massive Justin Bieber fangirl, yeah. and but she speaks, but she speaks about oh, when I was twelve, I was absolutely obsessed with, him. and for some reason, my my mind did this thing where when she because she she says that and um, and speaks about him, 
and I realised about sort of 45 minutes to an hour later, when it started speaking about him again, I was like, oh, you said Justin Bieber you were obsessed with when you were 12. And it yeah. made me feel really old. And I turned to my wife and said, in my head, when she's speaking about Justin Bieber, I'm thinking about Justin Timberlake. Timberlake because I think yeah. <laughs> when you're 12 years old, being obsessed yeah. with a Justin, I can only think of Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and she said, oh my God, I was doing exactly the same thing. And I just couldn't <laughs> comprehend. That shows, shows how young she was. Young 2001, she, is. she was born. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I will say it doesn't it doesn't make me hate Justin Bieber any less, this film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot stand him. <clears throat> Cannot stand him. Anyway. Would you say, Greg, this film was Splash or Crash? I liked it. Um, splash or Crash? Mm. I like Crash. Did you? Really? Oscar, Oscar winning Crash? Yeah, that didn't deserve Oscar, the Oscar. Oh. I like right. Crash. I don't. Okay. I'm going for Crash. <laughs> I don't think that's very binary. Yeah. Okay. I am, but where for different can, reasons. <laughs> where can we see this film, Greg? It's available on Apple TV Plus now. If you see it, let us know what you think of it. Yeah. A list full of dollars. Okay, so it's been quite a while since we've done this, but um, sort of before Christmas, what we do every now and then uh, is do a bit of a rundown of recent new releases that we have seen. So it, we are getting to the point now where we have seen quite a number of new releases since the since starting new year, since, in mm. 2021. Uh, so I thought I would aggregate our views on them nice. uh, and uh, give, a, give a top 10, uh, as we've done before. So... Starting off at number 10, a uh, film that only I've seen, uh, To Olivia. Um, I didn't particularly rate it that much. This is the Roald Dahl sort of yeah, part yeah. biopic sort of story about uh, him and uh, his wife Patricia, Patricia Neal and the sad loss of uh, their daughter. Um, it's available on Sky Cinema. I didn't rate it too much. Well, other people did. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, number nine, Wonder Woman 1984, which I, I thought was all right. Um, it was fine. It was, yeah, it, it was interesting, interesting idea of uh, the sort of wish vehicle, um, mm. you know, perhaps not particularly wonderfully executed. Uh, that's, available. that's still available. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did it on purpose. Uh, that's available on, still on various platforms for like 15, 16 quid, which is just ridiculous. Uh, number eight. Malcolm and Marie, uh, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. This is the black and white uh, Zandaya and um, John David Washington. John David Washington, uh, who my mate Anton looks yeah. the spits of that I only okay. I only sort of clocked it the other day watching Tenet. It's like, my God, it's like the oh. spitting image of my mate Anton. There you go. Cool. Crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, li- I liked it more than you. Um, no, I didn't like it. It's rubbish. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot more than you. I thought it was like, really interesting. Put that just, on the poster. <laughs> didn't like it. It's rubbish. <laughs> it's, um, it's, but I just, I just like, you know, even though it was, they weren't perfect performances, I just like, you know, two, two actors just being allowed to act. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was all yeah. about 
acting performances. Uh, number seven, Billy Eilish's Worlds is a little bit blurry, blurry, blurry. <laughs> um, we just spoke about Apple TV Plus. Uh, number six, something I've seen that I don't think you have Pieces of a Woman. Uh, this is the Vanessa Kirby. Um, yeah, great film. God, baby June, can't watch that. Uh, yeah, true. Shia LaBeouf. Um, it's. It's definitely worth a watch, though. That's available on Netflix. Number five, Tom Hanks' new film, uh, at least a few weeks ago, News of the World. Yeah, uh, sort of like good a stuff. West, yeah, a West, Western, like, epic, hate that word, but, it, you know, yeah. like, uh, journey, journey with this orphan girl that he's trying to return to some family, um, and, you know, things happen along the way, but it's wonderful Tom Hanks' <laughs> performance and just a really nice film. Hmm. Number four, we spoke about it last week, Rosamund Pike film, I Care A Lot. That's available on Amazon Prime. I care a lot about this film, Greg. Because <laughs> it, it, it was it was, it was, was all right. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I mean, it's, it's one of them. I think it's grown on me in memory since I've seen it. And I've actually really enjoyed going back and watching it mm. again, I think, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, uh, One Night in Miami. Uh, this is the Sam Cooke, uh, Sam Cooke, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, and Jim Brown. Um, you know, speculation of a real yeah. night that they had, um, but a speculation of how that sort of went down and the conversation that took place. Some really stunning performances. Um, really interesting film that's available on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, number two, something we both really loved, um, which sort of, Took us by surprise because we didn't know much about it until the day we watched it. And this is uh, the uh, disaster film. Ah, uh, oh, Greenland. Yeah, yeah. Greenland. Forgot uh, about that. It's which, mint. <laughs> yeah. Put that on the poster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, an, abs- an absolute load of fun. It's nice again to see, as we've said before, a disaster film, not about a hero that's going to sort of stop the disaster and save yeah. the world. Just that a, a member, just normal family who are just trying to cope given the circumstances and doey uh, gerard butler belted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and number one i mean this this is close to be honest with you it scored the same on the aggregate but i just preferred it so and i made the list so i put okay. white tiger at number one ah, yeah um, cool good yeah. stuff good thriller uh amazing yeah. central performance yeah good stuff. cool and that's available on Netflix now. So, yeah, just a bit of a recap of things we've been watching so far this year. Uh, let us know if you've seen any of them. Let us know your thoughts. That was a list full of dollars. Full of dollars. PG Tips. So this week's So Solid You PG Tips is the 2014 Disney Animated Studios uh, release Big Hero 6. Yeah. 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 Uh, interesting <laughs> film because it's uh, um, just like looking into it. So in the, on, on the back of Disney um, securing, you know, recently securing the Marvel uh, properties, mm. um there's some other sort of adaptations going on around the time, and basically, um, the animation studio were instructed to start looking into um, some of the sort of more obscure Marvel properties to think, see if there was something they could do as an animation feature. Um, and this, so it's a, it's Marvel source material. Um, it was a comic, of the same name, um, created by uh, Man of Action. Um, who did like? Have you heard of Ben Ten? Uh, yeah, Ben Ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of the like more sort of 
obscure things as well. Um, yeah, and it's a little bit different. Uh, the thing, the reason I like this film is because for a Disney animation, it's got other influence that it's bringing in. Obviously, yeah. like, like I mentioned, it's, so it's it's an adaptation of of a comic. But I really like the way that they managed to do the three D digital. S- um, with a bit of style of something different, it's got this sort of yeah. anime, anime sort of style, anime sort it? of manga style, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, um, I think that's really interesting how they achieved that, and it's set in this fictional world of San Francisco, Tokyo, Tokyo. Like <laughs> yeah, San Francisco, Tokyo, or something, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, and you've got uh, the the main. Um, the, the protagonist uh, hero he's a 14 year old sort of robotics prodigy uh, and he sneaks out at night to uh, fight robots uh, which is mm-hmm. illegal sort of underground for betting and uh, hustles sort of these gangs and uh, he's he looks up to his brother Tadashi, um, yeah. uh, who's also into robots, who uh, goes to university. And what he does is he takes him there, introduces him to some of his sort of uh, university peers, and um, tries to sort of persuade him to actually channel his uh, love of ro- robotics uh, and pursue uh, academia. Mm. Tragedy happens. Uh, there's a big event where um, his brother Tadashi dies. Uh, and uh, Hero is left with this robot called Baymax? Baymax? Baymax. Baymax. Uh, Baymax. Who's this sort of like big sort of like Michelin man sort of inflatable <laughs> um, but really cool health robot um, yeah. who uh, looks after Hero as Hero then sort of goes on an endeavor to find out sort of what went on um, in the disaster that in which he lost his brother uh, have yeah. I summed it up quite well that was kind yeah, of off the cuff I think so. that I was off the so, cuff yeah. completely off the cuff I'm quite proud of that <laughs> nice <laughs> um, um, yes and then, uh, basically after that they uh, a villain presents himself so Hero has to make uh, basically makes a team big hero six uh, yeah. of other people with particular powers or you know uh, let's say robotic enhanced powers maybe yes. something like that uh yeah. who then sort of tried to take down the villain yeah basically that that's where where we're at with it really um th- go on you go first i was just gonna say about you know the reason why why i think we're doing this is because um, you know good friend listener christian um sent us a message and he was surprised i think that i didn't like cloudy with a chance of meatballs mm. which is about a young sort of scientific prodigy <laughs> yeah it makes these inventions and uh, and I sort of criticised it. I couldn't really sort of buy into it. I don't know. Mm. For some, and I think he was sort of wondering whether I'd buy into this. And yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen this quite some time ago, the first time, and I loved it straight away. And I don't know mm. what it was. There's something about the way it tells the story. There's something believable about yeah. this young lad and the reason he's into this and um, the world in which he lives. Um, is is more meaningful than a world in which yeah. someone can just like out, just snap his fingers and create something <laughs> that turns rain into burgers and hot dogs like that. Delicious. <laughs> but there we go. Um, the other reason, I, I mean, it, I had to check when when you were doing this. I was quite surprised it was Disney because I didn't mm. I didn't know off the top of my head that it was Disney at all. It's not a typical 
Disney story, is no, it? No, not at all. No. And, and that's, it's quite nice that it's different in that respect. You know, very few sort of Disney hallmarks. Um, it's something completely different to anything I've seen before. Loads of external influences. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. I love that the Disney sort of taking a chance, doing something a little bit different, that it, it isn't your standard, um, you know, animated uh, princesses or animals or, you know, something like that. Um it's got clear influences that it, you know, it wears on its sleeve and it wears quite proudly. And I, and I, you know, I'm a big comic fan anyway, so it's lovely to sort of see those things. It's got a great villain. I always like. I remember watching it, and and I, you know, this villain. I always found him very, very. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, what's the word? Like ominous. This sort of really ominous kind of creepy yeah. villain, uh, which was brilliant. You know, maybe there's a reveal that's a, that's slightly too early in the film for my liking but whatever yeah. um, but for, the biggest thing is it's got heart and i think the heart is baymax and it's just lovely and it, yeah. it's so nice and you you're sort of there with with hero all you know all throughout you you we feel everything he feels and then yeah you just need that big hug from baymax which i yeah. think just it just makes the film for me it's it's wonderful it really is a lovely lovely uh yeah. film there was I, I think they're making a like a series of, of baymax, an animated you know, from series. it now it's coming Disney. i was reading about it the other day yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah you know it's lovely it you know it, it's not for everyone um you know, I think you'll probably need to be, you know, if kids are going to watch it, they need to be a little bit older uh, to really sort of get it and, and yeah. sort of take get, get everything kid, from it's it. It's one of them where my kids enjoyed it, but I'm not sure how much they knew what was going they on. They fully sort of got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, brilliant. There we go. Where can we see this film, Greg? Disney Plus. Fantastic. Jingle. A critic. Evening, boys. So this week I watched the film The Week Of. It is a Netflix film with Adam Sandler. Uh, he's playing a doting dad during the week leading up to his daughter's wedding. She's marrying a medical student who's the son of a world-renowned heart surgeon played by Chris Rock. Basically, Adam, Sandler, Adam Sandler's character, Kenny, works all week to correct problems occurring with the wedding and fighting Chris Rock's character, Kirby, and his offers to pay for everything. Basically, it is an absolute horrendous excuse for a film. If Uncut Gems was an example of a great Netflix collab with Adam Sandler, this is the antithesis of that. It's slapstick comedy to the point of insulting, complete with giant alcohol bottles, jokes about disabled bloke needing to go to the toilet, uh, and uh, even jokes about how all black people look the same. So basically when Kenny invites two, two guys walking past his house in for a family breakfast, mistaking them for the Grimm's family. Steve Buscemi makes his obligatory appearance as Kenny's cousin, and the son of the uncle without any legs, I think. Uh, all he seems to bring to the party is the giant, giant Toblerone bars, giant cigarettes and massive bottles of booze, uh, which was you know, genuinely baffling, um, to be honest with you, that the whole thing is all over the place from start to finish uh, and is non-stop. Uh, random backstories go unexplained. Jokes are really, really tired and repeat, repeated constantly throughout the film. And the cast basically just look like they've turned up for a payday. Uh, we're all scraping the bottom of the barrel for new things to watch thanks to lockdown. But this was one of the worst two hours of filmmaking I've subjected myself to in recent memory. Uh, it's still on Netflix, so if people want to put themselves through it, they can. Um, but I wouldn't. Keep up the good work, boys, and I'll uh, catch you soon. Scrape at the barrel. You obviously haven't listened to a list full of dollars, mate. <laughs> so that was Richard uh, reviewing 
the week of. I think he's right. Said. Yeah. yeah. Avoided wow. at all costs by the sound wow. of it. What a review. Not, I've not seen it. Have you seen it? No, I've not seen it. I, I, see I, it? Tend, I tend to, no, no, I have no intentions of seeing it. I tend to stay away from most Adam Sandler films now, but it's just such a shame when he, when he, we know he can do something <laughs> yeah. like Uncut Gems, which, you know, that was our, our best film of last year. Yeah. Um, for him to still churn out crap. Oh, what is wrong with him? Ridiculous. The week Got anything to say on that, Greg? No. I mean, no. just. It's nice to know what you know, what potholes are in the road. Cheers for you know, the, the, we've got we've got the fog lights of Rich uh, telling us what's ahead and what we can steer around. Uh, I like that. I like uh, that. They're useful. Cheers. If you'd like to be part of next week's show, send us your reviews of any films you liked or disliked. For everyone's a critic. Okay, Greg, homework. I'm taking us back to our first few weeks where we were trying new things, Greg. Okay. okay. We, yeah. we weren't just settling. Experimenting. For, you know, yeah, we were experimenting and, you know, I was trying to open your mind a little bit to, uh, uh, you know, to the world and to cinema. You know, we're not just, not just throwing any old film that's just been, you know, just been released at you. So I've got a foreign language film for you. Cool. I would like you to watch the South Korean yep. 2003 film, Old Boy. Old Ever boy. seen it? Nope. Ever heard of it? Nope. Okay, cool. So um, it's always in people's kind of, you know, top 50 films or whatever ever released. It okay. got remade in maybe like 2000 and I want to say like 13 by Spike Lee. It was rubbish. Um right. It really was terrible, uh, but this is the original one. So I'll give you a little little synopsis, but try and go in as kind of cold as you, as you can, really, because it's it's a film. Oh, I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. So after okay. being kidnapped and imprisoned for 15 years, Odesu is released only to find that he must find his captor in five days. And that oh. is it. That's all we get. Okay. He's got to it's... find his captor. Is captor and find wow. and basically find out why he why he was captured. Basically, um, it's an odd it's a it's an odd film. It's uh, it, it it's brutal at times. It's quite visceral at times. It's it's moving. It's it's a well yeah. It's a combination of a lot of things. But Blue Neck, as I say, I've I've never seen anything like it. Cool. So, yeah, sounds exciting. Where can we watch this film, Greg? It's available to rent on Amazon for 99p. Fantastic. I look forward to hearing. Yeah, look forward to hearing your views. If you want to watch this film as well, send us your thoughts next week. On the box. Okay, Greg, let's have a look ahead to this week and what is on the box for you. For me, I am going for Sunday night into Monday at midnight. <laughs> at midnight. Are you chosen the same as me? Hey! I've got to, I've got to back up. It's fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. Ha, 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 ha. You know what, Greg? So, yeah. 
You're about as useful as a marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh dear. Uh, I'm going for Sunday night into Monday. Uh, the Armando Iannucci film. Uh, uh, the Armando Iannucci film in the loop is on at midnight. So Sunday oh. night into Monday on BBC Two. Yes, yes, it is hands down <laughs> one of the funniest films ever made. Yeah. It is incredible. Back in the day when you could satirise politics um, without <laughs> getting it too confused with reality, and obviously now everything is too ridiculous in reality to be able to be satirised, as Amanda, Amanda Iannucci said himself, which is why he started doing Dickens books. Um, yes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, In the Loop, um, great film, Peter Capaldi at his best, uh, but you've also yeah. got um, great other roles in there um, and a little pop-up from James Gandolfini, yeah, uh, which is wonderful. Uh, very, very good. Go good on stuff. then. What's your choice? Okay, well, in that case, then I am going for nine PM tonight, right? So Friday the fifth on film four, Denny Villeneuve's sci-fi classic, and this is going to go down as a classic. Arrival. Right. Um, ah. So this is Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Oh, what a film! It is. It is brilliant. Never seen it, really so maybe I'll watch it. It's, yeah, it is worth yeah. a watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah hands cool. down, fantastic. If you watch any of these films, let us know your thoughts. If you watch anything else good next week on on terrestrial television, free to view, let us know. Lovely jubbly. Lovely. There we go. Grand. Happy hump day. I'd, uh, <laughs> you know, I I love. I love this part of the week because now yeah. Yeah, I have to finish the podcast and then I'm rolling into the weekend. Yeah, yeah. free roll. I literally am rolling into the weekend because I'm eat, I've eaten so much cake today. <laughs> yes. Max has finished like work in the office. She's still working from home, but they they got her like loads of basically baked her a massive cake. Cool. I've just been gorging on that. Nice. All day. Nice. What's weekend got in store? More more prepping, baby yeah, prep. More prepping, more DIY. Yeah. We've just sort of like, yeah. Not I, hope, I, hope, now. I hope he's happy when he walks in. <laughs> uh, I like what yeah. you've done with the place. <laughs> <laughs> We've just even super stuff now. We're knocking our bloody banister out and like putting spindles in it and all this sort of stuff. Just bloody why hell. would you do it? Why do you think to do these things like literally when <laughs> our Baby could arrive at any time. Uh, but yeah, that, I'll probably go out on the bike. I think it's going to be quite nice. Skate park, things like that. You know, cool. nothing too exciting. Watching some good films, watching some television. I'm not going to, we can't talk about the, the W word. Oh, it's the last one. I'm fine, it's the last one. Uh, but yeah, we can't possibly talk about that. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, wonder what, I, wonder what, I wonder what people, you know, Listeners who are fans of both One Division and Dads on Film wonder what they mm. go for first on a Friday. Yeah, I mean, I'm under no illusions. For me, I would watch One Division before yeah. listening to Dads on Film. To be fair, yeah, mm. it's really really be. good. Yeah, it's clever. It's clever. Last week's episode it, was ace. I thought. Do, do you think they're going to recreate him? Yeah, a lot of people are saying it's going to be like Ultron. Oh. Again, um, but oh. mm, we'll see. I think they'll do something daft, like he'll um, th- obviously they've got that, that white version of him, and then mm. but I think she'll like put the essence of him that yeah. is like you know, is yeah, uh, that's what I mean, yeah, yeah. Westview essence into him, or fused like them that. together. But then, 
whether Paul Bettany is that asked about carrying on doing it, I don't think anybody's too thrilled about putting all that makeup on and stuff, are they? <laughs> so all that, let's face yeah. it. But yeah, there you go. Um, um, cool. No, I think that's it, really. Yeah. Mm. How about you? Anything exciting? I think so. Um, I don't know what weather's going to be like. Um, taking delivery of some new dining chairs on Saturday. Woo! Uh, yeah, which, uh, you know, still can't have anyone round to <laughs> sit on them. Sit on them. <laughs> but uh, they'll be ready for when we can. Um, yeah, just chilling out, maxing, relaxing, enjoying sort of the last weekend before the kids go back to school. I guess probably like panicking to see if their uniform still fits them. <laughs> but, uh, I'm yeah, thinking about uh, that actually with work work clothes. Oh yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I'm also very worried about getting in my own work clothes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll cross that bridge when I come. When I, come I just I just wake up on Monday morning and cross my fingers and uh, see what happens. Hold um, your breath. Password yeah. this week, Gregory. Password. Um, Let's have a globe for the Golden Globes. No. Ah, okay. Yeah, good. Uh, next week is our 10th episode in season two, our 40th overall episode, which means it is Film Fight Club. If you've got, you if you've got a controversial opinion about a film, a director, an actor, who cares what it is, let us know. Come, come on. Chat to us. Fight Let's us. Just come and chat to us. We'll have, some people, we'll have some people on next week to talk to us about stuff. And you know, we'll try and make a feature of it. Um, it's just, it's just, remi- just, just reminded me the other day, um, Quinny sent me a picture, and I was like, That's a nice picture of Quinny's teeth, it's random. And then he starts talking about the podcast. I was like, Ah, meatballs, meatballs. That was a password. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was thanking, he was thanking us for his mention, his and then he gets out, another yeah. one. Look yeah. at that, yay, yay. um. Cool. Hope you hope you enjoying your run, Quinny. You keep it up. You can do it. You listen while he's running. He listens while he's running. Focus. Visualize your goal. (laughs) I don't know. Is that motivational? Maybe. Get your knees up, you fat (laughs) (laughs) bastard. Oh dear. That's Um, that's just what I hear when I run. Basically. That's what I don't run. <laughs> oh, anyway, on that note, you have yourself a lovely weekend. Yep, you too. And I'll and see uh, you next week. Yeah, good. Give my love, give my love to Maxine, and you know she's you know things might kick off in the next week. You might be listening Could to Tarantino. You might be listening to the Tarantino. Oh yeah, it might be Tarantino next week, and then the joke earlier would make sense. Um, yes, we're blabbing. Great. See ya. Bye.